Sippers, welcome to this episode of the Tea With Me podcast with me, Shane Todd. It's the Christmas period, one of the best periods in the game. And we're feeling festive here, we're feeling festive. Got a, a very good episode of the pod coming up for your listening pleasure. But before we get into any of that, you know what we do. We've got a few messages to get through. We are sponsored by Thompson's Tea. These cats have been dishing out punjana since the year dot, actually the 1800s to be specific. The Thompson family are bonkers for tea. These guys are barmy about filling little little pouches with tea leaves, each to their own. Punjana's the number one selling tea in Northern Ireland. You might call it Northern Ireland, you might call it the North of Ireland, but whatever you call it, the one thing that is true and brings us all together is punjana. These guys absolutely love it. You love it. With sponsors, you kind of, you know, you get a discount code or something. You say, listen, you sign up for this code, you get a bit of a discount. We said to the Thompson family, we got them all together in a room and we said, what discount code do you want? And they said, we're not interested in discount codes. I said, what are you interested in? They said, T. I was like, I know, but we could do a discount. They said, no. We don't have time for this. So we just really have to tell you to just keep drinking Punjana, keep doing what you're doing. You know, there's a lot of other guys out there slinging tea around the place. Substandard. Substandard. You know, we've called out the Tetley, the Tetley boys before. We'll do it again. You know, they think they're piggy blinders with their wee flat caps and their wee long white coats. Get the fuck out of here. The PG Tips monkey. He's a poser. You know, I'd definitely fight him in a charity boxing match, not a problem. Who else is out there? Barry? What are you doing, Barry? <laughs> what do you think you're at? Barry? Just one guy selling tea? The Thompson family is one big operation. So you just keep drinking Punjana. It's made in Belfast. It was made in Belfast. Give the shotgun shell blast. They should get John Zoo and team up for a collab. Although, maybe not, because then they might stop doing our collab. Anyway, just keep drinking Punjana, basically. We're also sponsored by Manscaped. Ho, ho, holy God. What is the situation with your ball bag right now? Because it's Christmas, a lot of people have the feet up, a lot of people going, ah, I can relax. Not when it comes to your pubes, you can't. Santa's got his sack sorted out. Do you? Santa's sack is so smooth, he's coming down that chimney... Faster than a flipping sprinter. Faster than a... Is there any uh, phrases for that? Well-known established phrases? Faster than a... Cat up a drain pipe. Except he's coming down. Although he's probably... He's going back up too. Does he come back up or does he... I don't think he uses the front door. Oh, (laughs) you're right. Not from what I've heard. (laughs) Santa (laughs) smashing back doors since... 1302 <laughs> he loves it <laughs> yeah yeah. he would be so undignified if Santa went back up the chimney it's so cool that he comes down but then there's probably, he probably has to get a footy back up <laughs> and he can't get it first time <laughs> all the way reindeer tra- but then they can't they, they're trying with their hooves Santa's like will you fucking keep still here I don't know what he does but yeah he probably goes out the back door Mrs. Claus Shout out to Santa. Santa's a guy who's been using Manscaped products for a long time. Because you look at him and you go, he's got the big white beard, his hair's a bit wild. Downstairs, smooth as a cucumber. You heard that here. Santa's pubes are well taken care of. That's because he's a Manscaped user. Being a user is not good, but when it comes to Manscaped, it's everything. You know these guys... Men's Below the Belt Grooming Products, they've been sponsoring the podcast for ages, and we're very grateful for that. They have the Lawnmower 4.0, they've got the Weed Whacker, which does like your nose and ear hair, which if you have that, you should frankly go straight to McGalbury. Don't pass go, don't collect £200, go to McGalbury. Got Ball Cleanser, Ball Deodorant, Ball Wipe, Santa might be, co- <laughs> Santa might be coming down this chimney, do you hear that? Um... <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, you look, they, they have the perfect performance package, which is a great gift idea, you know, and 
listen, start the new year right. Don't be this guy who's walking about with a big Kate Bush. Start this guy who's walking about with a Phil Mitchell. Take care of yourself down there. Go to manscaped.com, use a code T with me for 20% off and free shipping. It's the time of year to do it. Today's episode originally started life as a Patreon bonus episode. You know over on patreon.com slash T with me podcast, we've, we've got more bonuses than a... Can anyone help me out with the phrase? More bonus... We've got more bonuses than a box set of bullseye. Does that work? Brucey bonus. There, there's a lot of bonus content. You know that old phrase. There's a lot of bonus content. We do a, a, a bonus episode like this episode originally was on a Monday. We do a live stream episode on a Friday. And there's loads of extra stuff on there. Like a whole back catalogue. Dan, how many hours would you say, as producer of this podcast, how many hours of shit talk would you say there has been? Since oh, we started this hundreds, podcast? maybe 400. 400 hours of chat. If you want to go back through that, if you're stuck down a well, if you're, um, you know, at an outpost somewhere, if you if you're if you're a lighthouse keeper, get on the Patreon and just get back through all that old content. But yeah, we've got stand up videos up there, uh, bonus things, pilots of a few things we've tried out, like Kieran Bartlett's podcast. That hopefully in the new year he's going to make a big thing, as long as he has sparkling water. Uh, so you can head over to patreon.com slash t me podcast for that we'll put all that in the bio but I'm excited about people hearing this episode because this this guy Willie G I mean the first time someone mentioned Willie G to me I thought he was part of like you know Drain Snoop's crew in the 90s in Compton Willie G he's a tattoo artist from Balamina and he came on as, an, uh, as, a, as a guest and I thought this will be a bit of fun the 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 episode surpassed what I thought it would be. Willie gave me a tattoo. We talk about it in the episode, not on the episode, but uh, a few years ago. And always found to be a very interesting guy, very genuine, interesting guy, and thought it would make for a good episode. But we ended up talking about his his addiction. Basically, he, he's had struggles in in the last number of years with with drugs. And that's not something I've ever really been able to have, like, a chat to someone about, never mind on a podcast. Uh, we put a clip out last, uh, we put a clip out earlier in the year of that episode, and the response to it was mad. Like, honestly, there was people saying things like this, I needed to hear this at the minute, this has helped me a lot, I've gone through something similar, and people seem to just have so much respect for Willie, just laying it all out there. You know, when he talks about spirituality. And it's it, here's the thing, it's also just a funny episode as well. Like, Willie's sort of guy who, you know, will talk about serious things like we do, but then also just keeps an element of humour up with it as well. Doesn't seem to take himself too seriously. And, yeah, we really got into it. A very deep conversation. And I was really thankful that he came on the podcast and had it. You know, and... If if you're going through something similar that that he did, I think you get a lot out of this. In fact, I think you just get a lot out of it either way because it definitely is a a story in not giving up and trying to sort yourself out. Basically, really, really good episode. This was a bonus episode, but here it is for your view and pleasure. My episode of the Tea with Me podcast with my mate Willie G. Sippers, welcome to this bonus episode of the Tea With Me podcast with me, Shane Todd. I normally have to do ad reads for about four minutes at the start of the podcast, but this is a Patreon episode, so we can just get straight into it. My guest is Willie G, and you might be going, if you don't know Willie G, you might go, is that a rapper from the States? It's a tattoo artist from Northern Ireland. I said Northern Ireland wrong there, so I fucked myself. But uh, but I have one tattoo in my body. It was done by this man. He's the best in the business. Willie, thanks for coming on the podcast. Mate, it's a pleasure to be here, and I'm sure by the end of this, there'll be another tattoo. Oh yeah, just a spontaneous tattoo. <laughs> Every time you get me on something, you get tattooed. <laughs> I uh, Just before we were about to record, we were talking about our hair, Yeah. and we got like really serious into it, and you yeah. said, like, listen, people need to hear about this in the podcast. <laughs> I got my hair cut, I was just telling Willie about two, I got my hair cut earlier, and the guy, I was in that much chat with him, 
Rafa, the barber, was doing it. Um, that I so didn't you just completely it. like broke his business now. Like Rafa named him, from Gary dropped Bar- him, told him like don't go, don't go to this guy. He's gonna completely ruin your hair. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize he, great barber. I didn't realize he'd styled my hair to the wrong side. Yeah, and I think because I walked out of there and then I passed. You know when you get a haircut, every car you pass, park, you check your reflection. I, I mean, you either check your hair out or you're a liar. Yeah, you, you have a wee look, you know what I mean? And uh, I realised something was wrong. I, looked, I was like, what, what's wrong with my head or my, on my face? I realised he'd styled it to the wrong side. So and you then were just talking to, about your quiff? Like my your, quiff. I tried to go back to the normal side and it wouldn't do it. So is that, your real, is that your real side now? This is not the real side. See, I don't know how that happens because my hair, I've been doing this for forever, so mine's literally trained to go that way. If yeah. I did it that way, it will just... It'll just do its own thing. But he used a hairdryer. I see. But that, now here's the thing. Now here's what I'm thinking. Do I go home, wash it, restyle it back to my normal side, or should I just stick with the side? But I think it looks different both sides. No, I think you stick to what you know. Right. Because you're going. It's going to annoy you. Yeah. It. It's already. Remember annoying. having a full discussion about it on the podcast. It's so already that's annoying. already like shouldn't have happened. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but like no, I, I just it doesn't take a lot to throw me off. But I'm thrown off because this is to the wrong side. Yeah. But to me, it's the right side then. What do you see in the mirror? Would be the other way, wouldn't it? But do you think this looks better than my? I think side? it look good. Like. Well, I think yours looks good too. But I you think you see mine's right one. side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what annoys me as well when the barber's blow dry? Because I've had a few hairstyles and the barber starts blow drying my hair. And I'm like, bro, do I need to do this too? And he's right. like, yeah, yeah, you get your quiff up, you need to blow dry it. And I'm like, well, hold on, because if I need to blow dry this, you do realise I'm not going to blow dry you this. You can't do it every day. No, nah, I don't do it any, I don't, I don't own a hairdryer. Yeah. Like, I'm just straight up wet, bit of gel, run the fingers through it, yeah. and we go. And he's, he's, he's run the by blow drying it. And I'm like, if, if this is part of the procedure to look good you got to change my hairstyle yeah it's too much admin. because I'm not going to be doing this you used to have a skinhead no oh uh, yeah skinhead I've had a few skinheads I think about it but I think I need to put on just a wee bit more muscle you know what I mean you can't be a, yeah. you can't be a skinny guy with a shaved head he's like a worm yeah well <laughs> that's lie but uh, but yeah I ain't, I ain't got too pretty for a skinhead yeah yeah totally you got to stick with quiff me no just in general you, you think yeah yeah yeah, yeah, what, what? That's that's you. Yeah. But, do you know what it is? It's what people know. Yeah, there's people who only met me. My wife met met me with a skinhead. Right. So she's used to it. Yeah. She actually fancied that. Yeah. Debatable. But she does fancy the quiff guy. But um, <laughs> she, she liked the skinhead. So when I shave it now again, she's cool with it. Right. My ma hates it. Right. She hates it. The skinhead. Ah, oh, she says I look like a thug. Yeah. Um, she makes me promise not don't shave your head again yeah you know yeah. Fast I thought about doing it over lockdown uh, yeah you see so many people did it and it's yeah. it, right see freshly shaved it's pretty decent right I know exactly what you're going to say it's when it starts to grow back and you've got this microphone head in between bit and yeah. you try and gel it bro oh. I was in the bar one night after it was growing back and people were beatboxing in my head <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not even joking like they thought it was a microphone <laughs> That's not a good look. When you when people are beatboxing in India, it's that's the point where you gotta change. No, I was like, right? You gotta change it. I got my uh, hair. I was at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival about five six years ago. Guy I know was playing rugby over in Scotland. Played for Ulster. Uh, moved to Scotland, and he goes, "Oh, mate, I've started barbering a wee bit on the side." He goes, "If you want to get a haircut during the festival, I'll cut your hair." And he showed me a few pictures of the boys he'd done. Look good. And I thought, yeah. Now at the Fringe, you're performing every day, and it's a bit of a big deal. Where's this? Edinburgh, Edinburgh okay. French Festival. No pun intended. I was going to say, is this, is this like a hair festival? Yeah. No, no, no. And uh, <laughs> You have to have the best fringe. <laughs> well, I would have won it at the start, but then I went to this guy. and I, So I go to his house and he's got all the gear. This is only a, a all hobby the gear, thing, no idea. But he's got all the gear and he looks like he has an idea because he goes, what am I doing here? And I said, just back inside, just shave it back inside. And he goes... Nothing off the top, and I thought I can't let him down. He wants to give me a haircut. I said just a wee, just a wee trim. He did it, but he, you know, when the barber wet your hair. Yeah. He did loads of that, and then after he'd finished, he took a wee bit off here and there, and he goes, "That's it." She had the sides; it looked good, and he, he he quiffed it all back with a comb. And I thought this looks unreal. And I was walking about that day, feeling fucking great. I was like, "I'm going to win best fringe at the fringe." <laughs> and then I went the next morning. I had a shower, dried my hair, looked at it in the mirror, and went, "Oh fuck." 
See, because he'd wet it so much, it hid yeah. what he'd done. Uh, it, it felt like it made about seven different haircuts on the one oh, head. Oh, really? All different lengths, different shapes, different sizes. So I had to go and get it shaved at the festival, and it looked brutal. Have you got pictures of this? I, I've Send got me a, them after. I need to I've see got this. a photo of me standing outside the venue with, like, someone's like, can I get a photo? I would have put a hat on. I, I, I should have just started wearing a, 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 a top hat. I'm known for wearing a hat a lot. Yeah? That means my hair's long. Right, right, right. If I've got a fresh cut... I'm not wearing a hat. No, 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 no. I'm, I don't on, I'm on borderline now, to be, be honest. My barber's let me down recently. He comes to my house. It's uh, Cathal Hart. I look ill when I wear a great hat. barber, and he comes to my house, and he's just he's just bought a house recently, so he's like flat out doing it up, and I'm like, yo, bro, I need a haircut. Yeah. Hook your brother up. He's yeah. like, come down and see my new house, and I'll cut your hair. I'm like, come on, bro. Like, you moved to Lurgan. <laughs> Why? <laughs> it's like very far away. Well, 20 quid for a house is 20 quid for a house, but uh, look, we could talk about her all day. You didn't day. move to Lauren. We could... <laughs> <laughs> I love Lauren. I think it's a great town, and uh, I've always said it's uh, yeah. it's one of the best towns on earth. Yeah. I think it's a great place with a lot of things to do, culture, uh, all that. Like the people you're are still great. not going to yeah. no, they're still not still not going to let me play the theater. We're busy. Well, for the next ten years, <laughs> yes. Uh, but we can talk about her for the next hour. But yeah. I, I want to talk to you about tattoos. I want to chat to you about all different things. Um, we first met when me and Dave Elliott were doing showing really Ulster. We had like a bet, a general knowledge quiz, and the loser had to get a tattoo at the end of it. So I was like, I lost, and I thought, if I'm going to get it done, I'm going to get it done right. So we came up to see Did you. Did you lose on purpose just to get a, a tattoo off me? My thing going into it was I didn't mind if I had to get a tattoo, but I didn't want to get like... Because some of the stuff we were, because the winner picked a tattoo for the loser, I was going to make him get my dad's face tattooed on his arm, like a portrait of my dad. But when my dad was younger, so it would look weird. It would like be when he'd be like Dave's age now, and Dave didn't know him then. Uh, but he made me get the Todd father tattooed on me. So I was like, right, I'm going to see it through because everybody was going, just get a henna. You don't really have to do it. And yeah. I thought, no, I made a bet. I'll do it because I'll, I'll always look back on it and go that was a fun thing that I did and we brought cameras up and we did it with you and uh, I love it I love it because people to be fair like it's a joke tattoo but I did say like I'm, I'm still going to make it look good mm-hmm. and um, it's I think it's cool like, it's it a was nice good. tattoo it was, it was a wee bit sore it wasn't as bad as people said it was going to be yeah. but uh, it's but, a we- it, it's like it's weird it's enjoyable like the pain's almost a wee bit enjoyable you got all line work Right, which is more sore. Do you know what As I opposed por- to what? Like, so when I do a portrait, it's about 95% shading, which is more like a feathery effect. You're sort of oh, going over the skin that. like this. The line works more like, mm, oh, you're, you're dragging yeah. the needle right down, doing that clean line. The shading's more built up in layers. It's more like a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't work. No machinery. No, 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 no. That's its only noise. If you don't make that noise, it doesn't commit right. What was the first tattoo? I want to talk to you about how you got into tattooing, but what was the first tattoo you ever did? Oh, uh, yeah. I remember that clear as day. Um, So I just, my first house that I bought was a council house. I didn't do an apprenticeship. I did my first tattoo in my kitchen. Proper, sketchy, ghetto tattooist tattooing all the lads in the council estate in my kitchen and it was like a skull flower thing on my mate's leg it feels like quite an ambitious one to do is the f- your first I, one it was it was pretty big like it's still not finished to this day <laughs> how long ago was this over a decade like right yeah. so there's a fellow walking could be about. like 11 12 years now right yeah i still know him like um but He's never came back to get it finished, so... Were you doing I don't really want to see it. I'm scared. I'm so scared to look at it. Were you doing it for the crack, or were you going, I want to get into this, if you know No, I, mean? I wanted to get into it, and I couldn't get an apprenticeship. And I just... I just I, this sounds so arrogant, but I knew it was good enough. I knew I could be good enough, so what Were you into was, art before that? Yeah, yeah. Art right. was only A I got my GCSEs. Right. Um, I found all my old school reports. Uh, well, I didn't find them. My mum did, and gave them to me. And all, they were all like, William would do much better if he actually turned up. William would do much better if he applied himself. William would do much better if he stopped talking. Just a general, you know what I mean? It wasn't a bad Same case, me, but yeah. just couldn't be, yeah. couldn't be arsed. Yeah. But then art was, William sh- shows great enthusiasm, you know, does really well, works really hard. No, it, was, yeah. it was clear to see in school that it, it, it was the career path, art, that I should have been going down. Yeah. But back then, the school were just like... They didn't... Well, I think they just wanted to get rid of me, to be honest. Right, yeah. <laughs> but, I, but I was probably better, like... Like you, had, so I wasn't that good at art, but subjects where it was more creative and yeah. you can make of it what you wanted, as opposed to 
you have to learn this thing yeah. this way. I, I was terrible at that. I also didn't like being confined to a classroom seat for like hours. I'm still like that. You like Even to tattoo just walk and after an hour, I'll just get up and walk about. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I don't know. Like, how long have we been here for? <laughs> Four hours. <laughs> Three minutes, have to go. But what were you doing before you got into tattooing? I was a heating engineer, plumber, full qualified, working on the building sites. Had me on my business in the sideline um, and hated it. And when you... <laughs> hated it. When you got in, when you the first fella you tattooed, was he a mate and you went, did you just buy a kit and go... Yep, eBay we'll kit. do this for the crack? eBay kit, cheapest stuff you're in the market, awful machines. Were the boys having a few bevies as, as we're doing this? There's been a few times, I yeah. When you first started, there I mean... like one time first... we were in the pub and, and we all thought it was a great idea to go back and I would tattoo everyone. There was about six of us there and... Were you qualified at this point? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just, it's, we still talk about it when we see them. There's a guy who got his bum tattooed, and with what do you remember? Yeah, it was like you know them uh, like theater masks, like the cry now, smile later. Yeah. You know, like ones like this, ones like uh, you know. It's uh, was he an actor, right? No, no, he just thought it was funny. <laughs> Whatever we did was for the crack. Like, yeah. Um, but the one thing I will say is, I never, I, I never did it for money. So I knew that I had to start somewhere. So these were good lads, good mates who were willing to let me practice for yeah. free, knowing that, look, this tattoo's going to be crap, but <laughs> you're not paying for it. So. That is good friendship. Yeah, you know what yeah. you should have done? As ours should have done the, the thing just like on like his coccyx bone and then done like his, his arse cheeks as like curtains, theatre curtains, <laughs> and then he could pull them apart and say, welcome yeah. to the show. <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Double on each bum cheek. Um, so they, listen, it's not ideal, but I, I owe a lot to them boys because they were my first tattoos. They were my worst tattoos. But without <laughs> them, I'm not here today. Yeah, yeah. But even now when I'm teaching people, the first 20-odd tattoos are free. So when I have an apprentice, even though I'm sitting watching over it, we, we tell the person that you're not going to pay for this. It's not going to be awful, but it's not going to be great. You can't moan about it. You know what you're, you know what you're coming into. You're coming in yeah. to get an apprentice tattoo. It's, it's free of charge. You can't moan after it. But can you correct Mo if you see like an apprentice or whatever makes a bit of a mistake? Can you correct most things? A lot of things, yeah. Right. Not everything. Does anyone come in and do a tattoo and you're like, you can't, you shouldn't be doing this? Like, is there, is there they, a they, people, people get like rude and ask for things that are ridiculous. They're like, yeah, so I'll put a post up. Like, my apprentice is wanting to do his first tattoo, blah, blah, blah. People are like, messaging, yeah, can I get a portrait? No, and you're like, <laughs> They're like, no. As a first yeah, I meant like an anchor or something, or like a Can one, I get my cherry blossom? Stand on a mountainside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like really detailed faces. People are idiots. The thing with like... The <laughs> That's yours. <laughs> Cut that. The thing with like the po portraits... Portraits have to be so good. Because like, yeah. especially if you're commemorate, like like I've seen shit where like people are getting some commemorate and you're like... Who is the, who is this person? Because it wasn't the person I met that yeah. you related to. Have you, you seen I mean? Have you seen the stuff online where they they screenshot the the tattoo and put it on the head of the actual person it's meant to be? It's so good, bro. Like there was like a family of two or three, and it was the worst tattoo ever. And then a guy, somebody screened like like took the tattoo and got the real photo and put the tattoo on top of the photo, and it's like yeah, like pure goonies, like it's unbelievable. And someone did it with a lion as well. It's I mean it's it's hard to do, but. When I first started tattooing, it's something I set out directly. I said, I want to, I want to nail portraits because I knew if I could nail portraits, I would, I would be a wanted man. And, and that's the name I've got. You know, I've got a name for doing portraits now. And I, I really enjoy them. Do you get paid? Do many people start something and then just, like you say, that guy, like for no reason, just be like, I'll get it sorted. And then is there a lot of people walking about with like half done tattoos? Uh, yeah, or, yeah. I don't know how you could yeah. do that. No, I don't know how to do it, but yeah. Um, and like and do people change it like you ever get to, you ever in the middle of doing some complex tattoo and the person's like actually I've changed my mind um not really but I'm I'm quite like harsh like strict like I don't I don't take no rubbish when I'm working you know yeah, so it's yeah. like like you're getting this you're getting it and that's just the end of it <laughs> you know <laughs> I'm not there to have my time wasted yeah yeah um, you get some people before a tattoo and they piss about for ages chop and change your mind and you put the stencil on, they're like, no, no, can you move it over a millimetre? You, you, you wipe it all off and you put it on again, right? No, no, I get back where it was. And you put it back and they're like, can you move it up a millimetre? And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to smack them, like, because I, I can see patience is a very strong part of my. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here's what you don't want to do piss off a tattoo artist because they're the ones giving you the tattoo. Yeah, there's a thing called dry, dry wiping. 
I shouldn't be saying this, is there? Like, you should. You're like if somebody bullied you in school and they come in, you're like, <laughs> <laughs> So when we wipe your tattoo down, we... Ex- oh, you didn't want the swastika? Oh, sorry, mate. <laughs> no, we soak the tattoo with that, with that like, green soap. It's like a, I use, I don't even use green soap. I use a hippie scrub, which is like a, a surgical grade soap. So we, we soak the rag, you know, the tissue, and wipe it. It's actually really nice. It's like a cool, soothing, wet sensation. But the old, the old, the old saying, I'm not saying I've done this. No, but hypothetically. Hypothetically. If you don't wet that tissue, it feels like sandpaper. <laughs> Hypothetically. <laughs> of course. Full torture. <laughs> Awful. Hypothetically. <laughs> I think the tattoo you gave me, we were there for about two hours, maybe three. Mm. But see, when I read it, that's because Dave wouldn't shut up. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and he chickened out of getting one because he said at the time, he goes, maybe he I'll did. actually get he something. And then he chickened out. Yeah. Um, Acted hard in front of the camera. I, I forget I have a tattoo because it's on the back of my leg. Yeah. And then when I see it, I go, fuck, that's right. Well, we discussed this the other day. And you've now, so you've, you've actually got a... So that tattoo is because you're the, the godfather of Dave's, Dave's daughter. daughter. So you're, you're the Todd father. Um, which I, I think is I think it's great. Um, but my now you've got it. a dedication towards Dave's tattoo. But now you're, you're a father yourself. Yeah. You don't have one for your, your no. own son, and he's gonna. I mean, he's gonna grow up pissed off, being like, "Why have you got this quite big portrait? Uh, like, qu- sorry, quite big tribute. Yeah. Uh, it's big, like immortalized on the back of uh, back of your leg for you know someone else's kid. Yeah. So I've got to do something for him. Um, so yeah, I think I, I think I'd go again. I, I I never thought I would like be into tattoos. Like a lot of like I think good tattoos look great. But I always thought like it's something I appreciate but wouldn't do myself. Yeah. And then when I got mine, I was like, I actually really like this. Yeah, I, I it's definitely addictive. I do you know what I like? You know when you see um and I think people can overdo it, but you know when you see like musicians or whatever who will get like tattoos like all the time to like commemorate something, like yeah. if they have a funny thing happens or like let's all get a tattoo with a wee thing. Yeah. I I like that idea yeah, a lot. Yeah. Like I said to the boys, if we got a thousand patrons uh, a thousand people signed up for Patreon, and we're not that far away from five hundred now. That we need to get like teacups, like small, like a small yeah. teacup somewhere. Because I like, I like doing stuff. How far away are you now? We've got five hundred. No, we're not that far well, away. See when, but you hit, see when you hit a thousand, I'm bringing my tattoo stuff here. We're filming it, and we'll do it live you, on the podcast. Do it live, he's all getting done. He's coming out of it. I told you every time. Every time I come with him, Michael do it. Michael do it a hundred percent. But I'll get a two for that off. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Just a small teacup, yeah, stencil of a teacup totally. somewhere on my ankle. Cute. Um, <laughs> I think, no, I definitely think that. Yeah. We discussed Just above the eyebrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How yeah. much do I not look like a guy that would have tattoos? <laughs> I, I'd be surprised now. Like, everyone has them. Yeah. It's, it's, honestly, I think more people have them now than don't. I've, tap, I've tattooed people in their 70s. I'm only laughing because I'm remembering the story. Um, I tattooed this woman in her 70s and um, <laughs> so bad she's being like flirty with me right like fully flirting and uh, there was another guy working with me who was a bit older and I was like oh, he, he go with him and all you know what I mean like trying to fob it off and she's like no no I like you but no you know so <laughs> so it was like a bit of banter you know what I mean I was flirting back of her giving her making her feel good and um she was talking about she was she was quite naughty like she would she would I'm not I'm not getting it now but the the, the crack was decent so I the crack was ninety yeah seventy six come into my head like I wonder like this isn't me wondering does she do it because I'm curious it was me wondering at her age will I be having sex right yeah right because yeah. serious question yeah, yeah, yeah do you have sex at seventy six yeah I'm not going to ask my granny. Right. Well, my grandma's dead. So you can ask. Not. You can ask my dad, and the answer is yes. So, so I I went to ask her. I was like, "Do you like?" And then I was like, "Oh no, nah, I can't." You know, you just stop. And she's like, "No, go on." I'm like, "Nah, nah." So I went I went back and forth, and I was like, "Right, screw it." So I was like, "Do you, do you still have sex?" And she went. She, she replied, "If my boyfriend would stop dying." Or, <laughs> <laughs> she had like three boyfriends that died in the last five years and, it was not, like, and she's right because nothing kills the mood more than death during yeah. sex <laughs> than necrophilia <laughs> so like yeah I've started so I'll finish but apparently um, well as long as it's still warm but yeah apparently you still do so that's good to know isn't it I mean yeah it's good to know and there, also, there is also that, uh, that that thrill of knowing that it might be the last time 
<laughs> a lot, a lot of old people do die having sex, and that would be a, that would be. I a think good it's way an awesome way to go. That's a good way to go. Yeah, definitely. Be very short death then. Thirty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> that was getting a shower as well. No, because if you're if you're that old, you might halfway through forget what you're doing. I'd, I'd say take a while just to get it up. Oh yeah. Oh, at, in your seventies. <laughs> I mean, again, not according to my dad. But, maybe uh, maybe the deaths are due to Viagra giving them heart attacks. Do you know the person who? You know Viagra, the guy who was like almost invented it from here almost invented it well he like I don't don't know if he's like the main he was part of the team that invented Viagra it doesn't even it doesn't even surprise me they're so horny over here aren't they like yeah we've not the only thing we have is the troubles and sex you know what I mean there's not much else like I'm about to have my fourth kid that's mental yeah here's the thing what age will you let your kids get tattoos if they want them 18 18 yeah and will it have to be something like that means something to them, or dad. are they like what? Dad. Yeah. <laughs> I love my dad. Forehead. <laughs> um, my mid, my not miss miss well three kids at the minute one in a way. Dad's stick breaking news, by the way. Like that's not even out there. I've just completely let that go on the podcast. So but there we go. Fourth kid. Yeah. We're gonna slap him to go home now. <laughs> this is life. I'm gonna have to go. Gonna have to like go to tell her man now. <laughs> here, get her on the phone. We'll do it here. We'll do it live in the podcast. Oh, she does know, but not really. Just like the family knows. But um, well, I appreciate you um, thinking me that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Like, and all the listeners. Yeah, yeah. Just met you, but yeah. you're, all, you're all Godfathers. <laughs> I smell a tattoo. <laughs> um, uh, well, I can't remember what I was saying there before that. That. We're talking about old people fucking, but uh, yeah. but like, how do we even get onto that? I don't know, <laughs> but I do know that the last time we saw each other was uh, I was doing a, a gig about me at a football club before a game, that? and it was not good, bro. Do you know what was? Do you know what? That was tough. You were the only person laughing in the room. Yes, but, here, but this is the thing. You're supposed to say no. <laughs> everybody was no. You were funny that day. I know. I said that. Because do you remember the Cl- like the Cliffville players were ta- caught taking coke? Yeah, and you cracked a few jokes, and they were funny. They were. F- no, I'm not. I'm not just licking up yours. Yeah, I was like, because yeah. they were. They were all borderline. I love borderline jokes. I love actually. I just love full crossing the line. It was way beyond the line. And but, if, 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 by the way, speaking of lines, I'm surprised the Cliffville players didn't sniff it. But uh, <laughs> but they were. They, the crowd was so old. They were ancient. Yeah, and I think that was the issue. Like. Like these guys were pensioners, like probably still having sex at least, but they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were probably just thinking about going home and having a ride. But they, I think the, the jokes night. went over their head, or Same. they were just. Um, it was a wee bit of it. Was like it was like a, a noon gig. Yeah. It was bright. They were like everybody was just pleasant. Listen, I, 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 I thought they were funny. I just focused. My dad on laughed you. too. So there was at least two of us laughing. I just focused on you because you were the only person laughing. <laughs> and that's, I just pretended you, you still were haven't given me that 20 quid. <laughs> that's true. That's true. You used to play football. Yeah. And then, yeah. But you, you got a, tell me I'm wrong, you got a real bad injury when you were um, early 20? So I played, like, a, I was playing for Green Island Boys Club, scored like 250 goals. I'm still like the record goal. No, <laughs> a half. <laughs> I'm still like the record goal scorer. And I was playing for Northern Ireland teams, like up to under 19s and stuff. And we'd play with like Johnny Evans and and the Craig Cathcart and all, but I had to retire like twenty twenty one. I I'd done my ankle ligaments like eight times. So the last like three years, I'd play. I'd cr- I would crack myself. I'd go through three months rehab, get fit, come back two or three games in. It would happen again, and this happened over and over. And then I'd, I just threw the head up, which is I, tough on the on the old head. Yeah, like, yeah. And I was sort of club hopping at the time. It was like Balmain and Crusaders and Carrick, and I started at Linfield, but. I was not really playing football, and honestly, I just threw a head up. I imagine you get worn down pretty it's, easy it's, with all it the It was just mental, and, me- yeah. my mental health. I, I just couldn't do it anymore. Like, and I, I miss it so much. Like, can you play? Fi- could you play five a side or anything? Yeah, yeah. Or would you? Would you? No, it's, it's, um, I've played a few week games. Like, as long as I strap it up, it's all right. Because I just, I just don't really take it serious. I just, yeah, yeah. I love being on the ball. I just don't really move. Yeah. I'm like a Piro. Yeah, yeah. I just stroll, sit in the middle. Strolling about. Pass it about. I, I'm like Piro too, and I stroll about, but I'm not that good at passing the ball. Yeah. But So I stroll about, don't really do anything. As long as you stroll about and look good. Yeah, yeah, that's a main thing. I reckon, do you wear socks over the knees? Mm, what do you mean, like up high? Yeah. No. Surprise. You think you can see, t- see me with tights on? 
No, no, just I, I'd surprise you. Pretty boys I, always pull the socks over the knees, don't they? I wear black boots. That's yeah. great. I'd surprise you. I saw everywhere I wear, wear cups and cup of Mondials. Yeah, if, favorite boots. You see boys with a wee, a wee pair of white socks on over their socks. You're either they're either unbelievable or the worst players on the pitch. Yeah, they have the winger. Yeah, they're always a jinky winger with like with yeah. yellow boots. You do sixteen and negative before you pass it back yeah. to the keeper. I only do that if my wife's come down to watch me play. Yeah, I mean, do all the step overs. I need to stop doing leg overs because, as I say, I've had four kids. Here you've got another one coming. Um, I need to go into subs bench. <laughs> Speaking of football, like you've, you feel like there was a period a few years ago where you're like you were every week tattooing footballers. Yeah, I've I've been away a lot recently, but I've actually kept it off social media because of my YouTube channel. So we're starting a YouTube channel. We've been filming for six months, and it's going to be my life on the road. Tattooing celebrities, t- some tattoos in the studio, um, just showing what I do, and I think the traveling's really interesting. Like going to these celebrities' houses and yeah. stuff. But um, well, how, how does that? So say uh, a premier like you're doing a lot of the Wolves boys. Say say they want to get a tattoo. Like, do they always get you to go to them, or how does it work? Yeah, so most of the Premier League players, because their schedule is so rigid. Yeah, you know they're not going to fly over. They're lucky to get one day off. Some of the clubs, even on their day off, they have to go in and do recovery. Right, It's like right. stretching, saunas, yeah. you know. Um, the club owns them, you know, so they, they don't have time to come over. So they just pay me a, a lot of money and I come to them. And, and nice. for like days at a time or you just, just take one? Is Everyone's like- different. Some I've, I've tattooed a player like a few days in a row, but most will just do one day. I, I look after them in terms of, because I play football, I understand what tattooing does to their body. I won't jeopardize their football career. So I will tell them, look, this is too much, or I don't think you should get that tattooed the day before a match, or, you know, I, yeah. I try and help them out that way. Um, generally try and tattoo them the day after the match. That's the best time because it's they've got most recovery until yeah, yeah. The, the next game. But um, I tattoo them. Sometimes I'd have a hotel suite in their hometown. They'll come to me. Sometimes I just go to their house. It just changes. It's up to the player. And then is it like, you know, you go to one player from the club and then he recommends his yeah, mate? Yeah, it's so good. And then he tells his, his so, mate? So what happens is, like, I'll start off with one player in a club and then that'll come to, and that'll become, they go into training, show it off, and that becomes three. Then the best exciting time of the year for me is transfer window. Oh, I love yeah. transfer so window. So he joins that club? So I'm like... You're Jim White? <laughs> well, not even join. I want one of them players and then move to another club. Yeah. Because then that'll yeah. get me three or four players in that club. Then get one of them players moving to another club. So I'm sitting there at transfer window, proper invested. Yeah. You, know, I'm, I'm, you just want people to go to LA Galaxy. I can't wait to see Jim White's yellow tie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's gone now, isn't he? That's, that's him done. He's not dead. Yeah, just in case anyone thought. <laughs> <laughs> you're announcing you're having a fourth kid at Jim White's Died having uh, sex. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jim's still alive. I'm doing that too. Um, but he yeah. definitely does a bit of pumping, doesn't he? Like hundred percent, and, and ju- nothing but the yellow tie. Hundred percent, tying yeah. him up with it, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when he finishes, he goes, "That's the deadline closed." <laughs> you know, he goes, that's it. All the deals are done. Um, yeah, that's very cool to be into football and to do that. But is there any players that you've tattooed that, like, say, like, I never mentioned these? But is there like secrecy about it ever, or is there like guys you're like, I'd prefer you didn't tell anyone about this? Um. Yeah. Who 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 would they be? <laughs> there there's some people. Like, so some people are scared of. Um. So for instance, I don't. I, well, I was in Leeds a few weeks ago when I I tattooed all them boys, but because of the COVID guidelines, they were like, don't post this on social media. Right. I get you. So then it was like Calvin Phillips and stuff and Sturdy. They don't mind saying it now, but it's. <laughs> It's, they don't want pictures up. Hopefully you know they mean? don't. Yeah, yeah. but it, it was you know it was like decent players, but yeah. they don't want me standing beside them in a picture, you know, yeah. posting it and stuff. And of course, we were following all the restrictions. Yeah, like masks. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I had like a face guard between us. <laughs> You're in a hazmat suit. <laughs> but um, no, well, here's the bottom line: they didn't get COVID, so it's sweet. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's the worry. You post it, they get COVID a week later. Then I'm going myself. Yeah. 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 But, um, <laughs> Nah, so like I I honoured their wishes and didn't post anything on social media, and, and it's so frustrating because like Calvin Calvin gave me a shirt. No, oh, it's so cool. Has you like, just want to post oh, that, bro. Up. Like that's yeah. a big shirt. Like he yeah. is a superstar. Oh, he's like, class. I'm a United fan. He's so so nice too. Such a nice guy. And like, it, so humble. Ever tattooed? And you don't have to say who they are, but any ever tattooed anyone well known that was a dick? Yeah. Serious? Yeah. There's Did you feel that I'm straight not, away? Yeah. There's a guy I won't tattoo again. He's an arsehole. 
I'm not saying I know, I know, don't, right, don't, but, don't, but, does he play football? Yeah. Right, what position, you'd have to, what position? Centre half. I sent through central defender. I've never posted it. I know, but, but, I actually refused to give him any sort of, I was like, I'm not even posting your tattoo. What nationality? English. Mime it, right? Mime it to Willie. Nah, nah, nah. Okay. Nah. Right, just can we? Can you say nah. this? Right, what club? It doesn't. Doesn't. Uh, nah, nah. Okay, okay, nah. Okay. We're getting. We're getting. We're starting to narrow it down here, boys. Like, come on. <laughs> I'll start going to black and white and all and all this. <laughs> nah. Which one of those? <laughs> I, I'll tell you off screen. Okay. Like, yeah. And then we'll post it up. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I um, played. Um, just like, he sat with headphones on the whole time and all, and didn't speak. And just, like, I remember a guy signed for our club, and uh, I gave like four people a lift to a game. And it was like away, you mentioned Green Island, it might have been away at Green Island. Yeah. And a guy gets into the back of my Peugeot 206 at the time, just fires the dry beats on. I was like, mate, we're not Premier League football, it's going to an away match. <laughs> did he, did he have the wash bag under the arm? Yeah, the Louis Vuitton wash bag, yeah. Because you're yeah. not a footballer unless no, you have no. that. Uh, you're also not a footballer unless you post on Twitter when you sign for a new club that you're delighted. Delighted and also you've always have you supported ever seen that a, club. Have you ever seen a player sign for a club and not write that they're... Delighted. Yeah, I've never seen anyone sign for a club and go, not arsed off, about no. this. Like, you're not really delighted. Arsed. You actually went down a level there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're actually a bit raging. <laughs> uh, uh, what, well, if I say centre-back, what player springs to mind? <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing I want to ask you about is, um, I remember you, you posting um, on Twitter and, and, and chatting like really openly about um, about like the fact that you know you're, ta- you're tattooing flat out and and then uh, it was around the time when there was when the kind of taboo around mental health seemed to go away a bit not go away but like seemed like people were more open about talking about stuff yeah. and, and, and you were talking about like struggles you've had and yeah. you were talking about you know behind the scenes things aren't what they appear and that kind of thing like can we chat yeah. about that yeah, like yeah, a, a bit of course because you're in a job that is like you, I imagine you're always flat out yeah. So it's like everything's a million mile an hour. Yeah. Like you say, your back's fucked because you're just working yeah, so I much. Yeah, I sit forward hunched all day. I'm in the physio first thing in the morning. And people, probably a bit like being a footballer, people presume like, you must be always having brilliant crack. You must be always in good form and yeah. joking with people. And, and, and you were, but then behind that, and it was around the time uh, we met. Yeah. You, you basically said like, you fucking weren't having a good time. and Yeah, well, I mean... There's more obviously to that story at the time. I was, uh, it's not a secret. I was a drug addict. Yeah. Um, I, I was, I can't remember how it came around, but man, I was serious. Had a serious addiction to cocaine. Like, did that come out of nowhere, or was that always like a bit of a thing? Nah, I mean, I've, I've, I've partied my whole life. Like, I love. I grew up partying. I love partying. Yeah. Um, did it for years, and um, like <clears throat> just for record, like I'm four years sober now. I, I don't even drink at all anymore. I don't do anything. Great. But um. Partying was just always part of my life, you know. And then with my job, I was working in Miami. I was traveling around the world. I was tattooing these celebrities. I was going to parties, and it was just, it was actually decent. It was good, but it just seemed there was like work and there was partying, and then it seemed to be an overlap. Yeah. Where I didn't know anymore if I was working or partying because it was working while I was partying. You know, we were tattooing through the night. Yeah. Um, I was tattooing like big drug dealers as well. You know. But um, it got to the stage where it, you just, you know, you're, you're doing a bit of drugs and then it became more and became more. And then before I knew it, like, I, I was doing a few grand a week, every every week, every day. And then I guess at the stage there's no enjoyment. Yeah, yeah. It's, you need it to function. So I would wake up in the morning, I couldn't function. I would go into work because I've been up all night and my head's going like this, like sitting, it's just sitting in my seat and fall asleep, drawn. So I'd be like, right, so I could make a phone call. I would get another bag. I'd do that all day. I would, I would get through my day, brilliant. And also at the time I had depression. So this was bigging me up. I was like, yeah, you know, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. went in the bathroom and take a line, right? Right, let's go. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're on the boat buzzing all day. Doing that all day. Loads, and then go home at night, taking like diazepam to come down. And then um, go to bed, can't sleep because I've just been taking gear all day. Next thing, alarm goes off, I haven't slept, wake up, 
So it's just I got to do it over again. The, a just cycle, function. Day it was just, it was a, a, a cycle you can't get out of. It's it's, it's horrible. You have, and you're not getting hit anymore. It's like coffee. Yeah. You just need that to function. Did people know about it at the time, or were you good at hiding it? I was a master at hiding it. Like a lot of people did know because I because I was open with them. But yeah. Like my parents and all. I, I was my wife. I was hiding it from everyone. Yeah. I was like the master of deceit. Did you think that it could always like go on? Were you like? This? Yeah, yeah. And then I just, bro, like I just. If I didn't stop, I'd be dead. Hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. Like, like to- I'd be dead. Yeah. Um, it just took over my life, and then I, I just made a decision. Like, I need to, I need to, to go sober, and that was actually the worst time of my life because I made that decision. I didn't do any meetings. I just decided, right, this is it. And I did went sober, and and to be fair, that that was it. I haven't I haven't done it since. It'll be four years this November. Um. But the problem was because I had depression and the drugs was bringing me up. Now I've went sober, so there's like a chemical imbalance, yeah. which is brutal. So now for the next two or three months, me and I was a mess. Like, yeah, I didn't yeah. know if I was coming or going. So then the, I already had the depression mixed in now with going sober. My head was up my arse and I, I really, really was struggling. And it's a weird story and some people won't believe me, like, but... <clears throat> A lot of people wanted me to see a counsellor for years, and uh, it's actually hard even talking about this. I'm starting to go, like, think about the feelings, but yeah. um, my wife wanted me to see a counsellor and all, and I wouldn't do it. You know what men are like? I'm like, nah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it got to a point where I was like, I, I genuinely was going was gonna to kill myself. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't, I just didn't want to be here anymore. So I have, I have kids, like, at the time, I just had two, I, I had two, but I just thought about them, and I've lost six friends of suicide, so I know that the devastation it leaves so yeah i, I, I don't want to be that person that puts people, people through that so I, I reached out to my wife and i said like i need i need to see somebody so she booked me somebody and um i went to see him and um yeah i hated him like i hated him he was he was awful he's just an obnoxious prick right and i all he done was talk about himself the whole time and I was like, I had so much stuff I just needed to get out yeah. off my chest. Yeah. I could have, like, I just needed, all I needed was him to actually just to sit and listen to me. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even speak. Yeah, yeah. And um, he just went on about his qualifications and this and that. And I was sitting there being like, mate. So see, at the end, I just I just lost the rag and I just got up and threw the 50 quid cash at him and just walked off. And I get into the car and just cried. Because mm-hmm. I thought, well, because I was so certain that this guy's going to fix me. So I was like, flip, this is over. So... <clears throat> I got in the car and drove home and just walked in, was crying, just told my wife, that's it, the show's over, don't know what I'm going to do. And um, everyone laughs at this, but she says, why don't, why don't you go to church? And everyone was like, I, I, I was like, like yeah, you, you don't understand where I, how I was feeling right now, I was like, mate, why is up, like, what is that going to do? But yeah. honestly, bro, I was a desperate man, so the church near us actually does a Wednesday night service, and this was a Wednesday I promise you, if I had to wait the Sunday, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. And uh, so I went, I went down, mate, and I swear, mate, from the minute I walked in that building, everything just left me. Did you have a ba- that background? Like, do you have a religious background or anything? No, I didn't that? grow up like that. But me and her went to church like years before that, and then just like for a wee while, and then just left because yeah, yeah. people. We actually, I got her pregnant, and then it was like you know getting all that nonsense because we weren't married and all that crap. Yeah, yeah. So we left, and we never, we never went back for like eight years, nine years, maybe. And but we only went for like a few months, yeah. and um, so that's what she obviously had more of a faith than I did at the time. So I went in. I swore now, she and like from that day, my depression. From the minute I walked in that building, my depression just lifted. Everything just lifted, and I haven't felt it since. From just going and sitting in that wit- building, witnessing that kind of thing. Well, they they say it's the presence of the Holy Spirit. Right, just just descends upon you. And you, you just felt there and then like this, that's what you should be like that's yeah. the place to be. I've been going since that place. That that that's not uncommon because I, I remember there's a documentary about Crusaders football club behind the scenes. There's a guy Matthew Snoddy on yeah. it who very similar, but I I, th- I might be wrong. I think his thing was more gambling. Yeah, and um, footballers it is a lot. And and he he basically said he was going up Cave Hill to end it. Yeah, ended up going to church. And now that is such a big part of his life. So I, although I don't, I know religious yeah. like things, I can totally understand that because it, it, it it's sometimes a, it takes a supernatural encounter for you to believe. 
I wasn't a big believer before, yeah. but I've had a supernatural encounter. You know what I mean? Like nothing would work, kind of wouldn't work, and just to walk in and just feel that, like, yeah, yeah, like that's like I can't. I'm almost scared not to go in case it comes back. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's helped me so much, and yeah. so I've just kept kept going and enjoy it. But people need to understand, like you don't change. You've known me before and after. Yeah, You're still yeah, the same yeah. crack. Yeah, You're still yeah. the same person. Yeah. Just happens to be up on Sunday and go to church. But and my church isn't even like. Like I go with like jeans and t-shirt and yeah, you know, yeah. snapback on. It's it's like a modern church. It's but not. but what is it? Is it that? Is it like an assurance that, that there's a God or what? It, what is it about? What is it about when you walked into church? You were you were like, this is where I should be and and, and this is what I need. What what is it you were getting? If that makes sense. That's a hard question. Um, I think like. Do you feel like you more? Do you feel like it was more of a purpose thing? Like it was like. Uh, well, I think I think that I was meant to go through the earth, and I went to, to go through because it brought me to that point. Um, once you've had a supernatural encounter like that, you need to understand how it changes everything that you that you maybe previously believed. But since that, like I've I've been in going to prisons doing talks about um, being a drug addict and stuff, and then like so I'm in the prisons a lot, helping them boys and. When a shirt and tie got guy goes in, they don't listen, but they love me because I'm like young. I've got tattoos, you know. They, they hear my story, and they're all, most of them are always like, "Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, right, okay, this boy was a header, like you know." Yeah. And then uh, a lot of people don't know this, but I'm now the chaplain for the you know, the IFA, like um, the Elite Academy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like I'm there for the boys want to chat to me, you know, as pastoral care. But again, I'm not shirt and tie guy. I'm not <clears throat> snobby. Yeah, you know, I'm yeah. one of the lads who also played at that yeah, level yeah. in their in them teams, so uh, I'm more approachable. And I th- now nah, I just see it like the whole thing was meant to be. Like I wouldn't change any- anything that went through, and I've helped so many people. Um, obviously, it's hard. My family, me, I went open, I went in the public, I didn't hide it. Um, <clears throat> it was in the paper, everything. But the reason for that was I wanted to help other people. Yeah, yeah. And since that, a lot of people have reached out to me. And I've helped him through it. And there's a guy, Liam, we call him, and he's, he just emailed my business one day. And my wife does emails, and she said, blah, blah, blah. He was asking questions about it. So I was like, get his number, I'll ring him. So I rung him. And he's, he's, been, he's been sober since. We had, we had a big, long chat. And I get a wee text every couple of months. Yeah, well, I mean, that's me three months sober and all, or five months sober. And I, mm. I love it. Like, yeah, you know, that must be a great feeling. Yeah, it's class, because I know how it's affected my life. Yeah. My business got better. My relationships with my family got better, you know. My everything when yeah. I when I went sober, everything just lifted, you yeah. know. And my life's way better. You think you're losing out, but you're, you're you're gaining so much more. Do you still like have to work on that? If that makes sense, like, do you still no. like? No. no, it's done. Yeah, it was a battle for the first six months. Oh my goodness, she and I wasn't counting days; I was counting minutes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'm six hundred and forty-five minutes. Six hundred and forty-six. You no, know, it was like it was. And then it goes to days, it goes to months, now I'm years. But now I don't even, like, you could put anything on that table now and I'll just be like, well, that's what we're just about to do. <laughs> <laughs> like Blue Peter is one of the part earlier. <laughs> just a waiter coming in, like, serving up all the different nah, stuff. I think, I think I've, I see the bigger picture now of how, yeah. how it ruined my life. Yeah. So it's... But I, I, I can imagine that religion can yeah give you more of a sense of if you've got a void or whatever I can see how it would like I like I'm very uh what would you say like supportive of like although it's not my thing I can understand if if it is your thing how great yeah. it would be if that makes yeah, if that yeah. makes sense um I think it's a purpose as well isn't it yeah um but there, there is so much more to it there is but it's like it's a gamble sometimes you need to experience it before you can I mean, I get why people don't believe. Yeah. I also at one stage didn't. Yeah. But when you go through what I've been through, it's, yeah, it's oh, different. And yeah. Like so you're saying, be snotty. You know, there's, there's so many people in the world have went through encounters where they're just like, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also understand that there's so many people who don't get that encounter. Yeah. So they're kind of like, well, People want to see, believe what they see. I went to church once whenever I was a kid because uh, we moved to a new house and uh, my mum was like, let's let's just go and try this thing. 
and we went. I was like, I'll, I'll go once. She was like, go once, and we'll see what we think. And uh, we didn't go back because the guy, like the, um, I was going to say the manager, the, <laughs> the minister, pastor. yeah, um, goes. Uh, he got all the kids to like the front, and he goes. Um, I'm thinking of something. He goes, and there's like hundreds of people. This he goes. I'm thinking of something. It's a, it, it has a face and hands, but it isn't a person. What is it? It's not living. What is it? And I was like the new kid there. I was about six or seven. And is I, it a clock? I said a clock. <laughs> and the guy goes, nope, it's not a clock. And I was like, Fuck, what? And then all these other kids are guessing stuff. All shit guesses. All wrong. All wrong. But ten minutes later, he goes, "Well, kids, that's it." Because he does these brain teasers every week with the kids. He goes, "It was a clock," and I said, "I, I said, a, I said a clock," and he was like, oh, "I'll do it all." He's going to go back to your seat. And genuinely, I said to my mom, "I was like, I'm never coming back. <laughs> I'm never coming back." The thing is, well, there's there's so much variety in churches. Like, yeah, I've been to churches. Um, I I don't want I don't want to say who's because I don't want to. I don't want to offend anybody, but I've been in churches where I was like, whoa, I, you couldn't pay me to go here? Yeah, yeah. Honestly, bro, like, horrible, boring, but then other people love it. Yeah. So mine's like, it's like rock and roll, you know, there's a big band at the front, they're playing <laughs> the drums and, and, you know, electric guitars, and I can I go wearing snapbacks and t-shirts with tattoos out, you know, it's it's yeah. it's, it's more catered for people like me, and it's, it's fun. Yeah. But everyone's different. The other thing as well, people... Some people in church give church a bad name. Yeah, yeah. Cause just because they go to church doesn't mean they're a good person. Yeah. There's some bad people involved. And, yeah. And then people go, well, if that's what Christianity is, I don't want to be... And, but it's a very personal thing. Like, yeah. like you say, it's, it's your own You have to just not get involved in looking at other people and just have your own experience. And yeah, yeah. It helps me. And that's all I care about. Yeah. So if it helps me, then that's... Congrats perfect. on like four years fucking... And, and just doing it like almost like the cold turkey thing and, and it's weird because like it's good. I don't really go out anymore if that makes sense I yeah. used to go out like and now I'm like but then my kids are not bro like it's just getting a Chinese get the feet up and watch matches. I'm day. doing that tonight yeah. not match of the day yeah. that'd be mad to do it on a Friday night the but I'm getting, Ch- I'm getting Chinese on the way home yeah what and I've get? started going to a new place it's actually a Thai place right what do you get we laugh at match of the day what's go ahead go ahead what's funny Oh no! Yeah, yeah because takeaway, I'm literally getting good. it like tonight. Like, what are the odds? Do you do you do you have this like discussion with your missus every week about what you're getting, and it goes on and on for ages, and then you end up just getting the same thing? No, because I'm not reasonable. So whatever <laughs> I want to get, we get. Uh, no, I'm like I have quite weird food allergies and all that, so there's very few places I can go. Basically, you're making that up. Just uh, go to the places I want. Uh, um, but yeah, there's this new like Thai place and it's class. It's like a knockoff Wagamama, and uh, we're going there and picking it up on the way home. Decent. Dishing Where is it? The family. It's in. Uh, it's in Down Patrick. Where do you live? Near there. <laughs> I thought you were Hollywood man. Well, appearances can be deceptive. I got put out by the paramilitaries. <laughs> I did. I got put out by the paramilitaries. Because it was... Uh, it was too hard fear. because you got your tattoo. You know, it was competition. Scurvy. They said uh, there was too much competition. Once you got your tattoo. I was actually laughing when you got your tattoo. And, um, I wasn't. And you put up like... If anybody needs a hard man, like our tattooed guy. Yeah. No, I'm a tattoo guy now. I can fight, like, but uh, that's just because I You actually said at one point for I'm um, available for bar mitzvahs. And <laughs> yeah. If I get... See, when I get, when I get the other leg done, yeah. there's no stopping me. I uh, genuinely think I could go... I don't word, even want to see the trousers ever again. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. right, because I was in shorts for that. Yeah. Uh, but next time we do it, I'll, I'll wear nothing on the bottom half. Make it easier for you, if anything. Why fronts? Yeah, I'll get the the uh, the theater tattoo on my arse, the, like the, your makeup. The, the, uh, well, hopefully it'll be like an upgraded version. Yeah, yeah. I'll try not to do the wiggly lines <laughs> and the, the ropey shading. Yeah, no, I think if if we when we get these thousand patrons, me, Dan, and Mike, and Tony will uh, will get will get the cup. Are you going to get them? Yeah, they will. Yeah. He's the only one who hasn't nodded his head. Yeah. Dan, Dan has a, I'd sack him. Dan has a tattoo. He's the Juicy Couture logo at the bottom of his back. I'm Barb Wire on his arm. And, Pam, Pamela uh, Anderson. Yeah, yeah. She was a famous. He's one. a full Pamela Anderson portrait down his leg, and David Hasselhoff on the other leg. <laughs> <laughs> is he is he running like? 
Yeah. Uh, Balls and all flopping. <laughs> He's got them tattooed too. Uh, <laughs> with Ross Kemp, weirdly. Um, Willie, cheers for coming on. We'll, yeah, we'll put a link in the in the description to uh, YouTube channel. But you have, you're going to like put launch all those videos soon? Yeah, yeah. Um, filming for a few months and then... We're getting close now, very close now. We, 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 we we're scared of... Like, we don't want to be um, one of them channels that like, we just film something, throw it on it's amateur and you know what if I can't film for a month so it's kind of like let's get six months of footage behind us yeah we've got a good lot of content now and yep. it will be it will be launching but the channel's still there I've always had my channel yeah so yeah I'll yeah. put the I'll give you the link for yeah, the channel we'll, we'll, we'll link that yeah perfect but cheers for coming on yeah, I, pleasure bro I really appreciate it and we'll get inked I don't know what the term is we need to get your say, note tattoo yes I know we'll, we'll, we'll get that October yeah Sort of get it done. My legs were a wee bit bigger than the last time though, so uh it might take you a while longer. <laughs> but uh but yeah, no, let's let's get in. Let's get inked. I went very quiet there, didn't it? Let's get inked. <laughs> uh, yeah. Tumbleweed. Willie G, thanks very much. Pleasure, bro. Appreciate it. <laughs>